You're listening to episode 135 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. If you are a dog lover, you are in for a treat, no pun intended. With this week's episode, I am joined by Liz Murdoch. Liz is an animal communicator, educator, and podcaster who specializes in talking to dogs. I got something I could have never bargained for within today's conversation. You'll get to hear it all play out, but seriously, this conversation is totally awesome. This episode is brought to you by omshantipups.com. Omshanti Pups is the spot for having the happiest and healthiest dogs. From kicking their puppy years off right to building a solid foundation for their adult stage or boosting the quality of life for senior pups, Omshanti Pups has got it covered. Head over to omshantipups.com. That's O M. S-H-A-N-T-I pups.com to get the latest tips for happy, healthy pups. If something resonates with you while you're listening today, I encourage you to take a screenshot and share it with me on social media. Tag me in it. I'm everywhere at MindBizLife. Also, share this episode with a friend or a family member. Sharing helps get the podcast into the cars, homes, and earbuds of many. Are you ready to meet Liz? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is animal communicator, educator, and podcaster who specializes in talking to dogs, Liz Murdoch. Hey Liz, welcome to the show. I'm excited to chat with you today. Thank you. Me too. You know, when I heard and learned, you know, what you do, it really piqued my interest because I am an animal lover, dog specifically. So Mm -hmm. I would just love to know your story behind how you learned that you could talk with dogs. Well, it started, my first awareness, my first memory of a dog was in kindergarten and a girl brought a dog to show and tell, and it was a standard gray poodle and it was all spiffed up. It had, but I looked down and its nails were painted purple and it had a matching bow. (laughs) And I looked at, and I was like, oh, the dog doesn't like this. I could hear that the dog was standing there sort of frozen. And I just felt this immense sadness from the dog that it wanted to do more and that there was, it was like, it was telling me there's more to me than this. I can do more than just stand here. Mm. And I, I didn't say anything. I just understood that very much. And I went home and I, I was pleaded with my mother. I want a dog. So I, I got it. I, I took a, a year or so till I got my puppy, but I trained him and it all came naturally. The awareness that I understood what a dog was communicating to me really happened as an adult. When mm-hmm. I was working, I had a different dog I, and we were a therapy team partner and we worked at rehab centers. And I remember standing there one day while the team of medical professionals was checking with a patient. And I looked at Sam and I was like, wow, I know what he's thinking. I, I, I can just tell looking at him. And that was the trigger that I understood my dog. Yeah. And then I started developing that with other dogs, like I just knew. And they always came to me, but it was a, it was a gradual process, I guess. Later when Sam passed away and I was working with a rescue fostering, I ended up, they said, well, will you go check these dogs for us, evaluate them. And they already had a sense from me 
that I could do that, but I would go and then I would, I would meet these dogs for 10 or 15 minutes. And I'd sit in my car and I would write down like these knowings. I would have images of what the dog wanted, where it wanted to live, the kind of person. So that awareness, I did hundreds of dogs that I think really solidified. Wow. I can do this. Wow. That is so interesting. So when you're getting this, like you, you're using all of your senses then. So like you're seeing the images of what they want. Are you Mm -hmm. like, are like different phrases coming up in your head as well? Yes. So I get images. Some dogs send images right away. Some send like words, like I can hear words or I I will pause if, if anyone's listened to my podcast, they will, I will pause and I'll feel like, okay, wait a minute. I'm what's the word? And I'll say like, I might get food and I'm like, no, 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 no. What is it? It's white. I'll see a picture and I'm like, no, is it chicken? No. Oh wait, fish. It's fish. The dog will help me sometimes by the Mm. image, like focusing it. And other times it's the exact word. And then I'll feel like if you're trying to get a knot out, it's like that feeling when you get the knot out of something, you're like, I feel better. When I feel like I have gotten what the dog wants, I have that same feeling. Like, okay. And -hmm. that's, that's your cue then that you've gotten it. And yes, that's like, I feel done inside. Yes. Interesting. And it can be a, it can be a, um, a a sound or it's also a feeling in my my body. Mm. Yeah. Just like that energy through it. Like you can just, well, no, I will have like, I, I've, done where like, oh, my throat hurts. Oh, Oh, it's my stomach. I feel nauseous. Oh, I feel my, my shoulder hurts. And usually it's where the other animal is. And I'm, I'm experienced enough to know it's not me projecting like, oh, I have my neck hurts today. It's, it's a different kind of, it's like, I know it's the animals feeling. And then once I am able to express it to the person, then it goes away. Mm. You know, this actually makes so much sense to me because anyone who may be listening, who heard my episode with Julie Ryan, who's a medical intuitive, mm-hmm. she kind of has the same thing with humans and she has yes. said that you're doing with dogs. So this is like, it, it's just so, to me, it's like connecting those dots. I'm like, okay. So it's really with any being that we can, that we can do this. And I love that your specialty is dogs. Yes. And I, and that's what I love about this is that when I teach people, I'm doing it for dogs. And I, I've decided to focus on that because I don't know horse anatomy. So a horse can tell me something, but I'm, I don't think I'm as, I mean, I, I do have satisfied clients, but I, I know dogs really well, but right. people, yes, some people, their gift is they're, they're people healers. And right. I just feel like I am called to work with dogs. Which is so fascinating. What is it like telling people that you talk with dogs in this way? I'm sure people who are like big dog lovers are like right on, but are there some people who like raise an eyebrow or? Oh yeah. 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 There are a lot of people who do raise an eyebrow and that's I like that. That's, I'm okay with that. Like I had, uh, there's a podcast episode with Katie Cable, who's a dog blogger and, and, and she came flat out and said, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe any of this. I I worked with someone once before and I don't, I don't believe it. And I'm like, okay, bring it on. So she was in tears, her dog, cause I, I trust it now. And I mean, I, I got my master's in education at Columbia. I'm like in some ways an academic, but I can't fight it anymore. So I'm like, fine, if you don't understand it and you don't believe it, that's okay. Yeah. 
my mission is to help the dog. And I have had enough instances where people have said, oh my gosh, I thought my dog was going to say A and my dog said Z. And I am just amazed and I can help my dog. Right? Mm. I know how to go to the vet and tell them what my dog is feeling, where I would really like you to check. Mm, interesting. Now, do you have to be with the dog physically or like if we're on a Zoom call, could you see my dog or can you just pick up on the dog's like energetic field as well from afar? I can do it all. I started off, I, I had taken a class and, and, and someone had said, you know, ask the name, the, 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 who, everyone who lives with the dog. And then I worked with somebody else who said, no, you don't need to ask that. And if you don't ask any information and you don't see pictures with the whole family, when you say there's a young girl in the house, the dog is showing me, the clients are going to be more likely to believe you because I ha how would I know that there's like a person was just in the house over the weekend that the dog right. was telling me about. So no, I don't, I can do it energetically. I can look at the dog. It's fun doing it when I can see the dog on zoom because the audience likes it. Right. The, the dogs will get up and leave when either they're really relaxed, they'll go get more comfortable or they will not want to be there, especially with, if they don't like like car rides to the vet, they will get up and leave. And then they'll come back when we're talking about like what the dog wants you to know. So it's, it's fun for that reason. But no, once I, I, I like to see a picture, mostly the eyes, but, mm -hmm. and the dog's name just out of courtesy, because a lot of dogs don't care what their name is. Right. So, but yeah, mostly it's just, once I have a connection, I don't need the picture. I don't need anything. Oh, that is so Just a notebook, because I like to write it down. Yeah. And I love that you like to connect with their eyes. I do. Well, I, I just need the, I don't need the, I, I prefer the having the eyes, yeah. but I have been in situations where I did not even need a picture. Somebody just they're talking and I said, oh my gosh, I can, it's, it's a beagle, right? And they're like, yeah, how do you know? I said, I can just tell this dog really wants to send messages to you all. Oh, which is so interesting that you even just said beagle right now, because I don't even know if the microphone is picking it up, but our neighbor across the street has a beagle that is barking currently. I <laughs> oh, see it, 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 stuff like that happens. Cause when I said that, I thought, Oh, well, I think there's a beagle around you. That yeah. Is they so come interesting. in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was, and it was so funny because you know, th this dog barks a lot and I intuitively just feel that this dog just needs attention. It needs love. I feel like you know, that's just like what I, every time I see the dog, that's like what I feel from it. I'm sure like you may pick up on something different, but as soon as we were about to get on the call, I heard her start barking and I was, the part of me is like, oh no. And I was like, of course we're talking to Liz. <laughs> so I think she wants to go outside more often. She wants to go on longer walks. Mm, that makes sense. To go she wants to go on longer yeah. walks. Yes. And a lot of the times the dogs do know people who have worked with me, like helping me with graphics or something. This one woman, she was helping me with odd, some audio things. And she said, every time she would play my, my audio files, her dogs would come running. So, so it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. That is all I fascinating. Think, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think it's so awesome. And I know each dog has their own personality. We have those, some dogs that are just easy and chill and you meet them and you just like, you know, they're just so easy to work with. And then you have those other ones that are skittish or they bark a lot. Are there usually similarities between these dogs when you work with them? 
No. So I don't know that they're a skittish dog. I don't mm-hmm. know that they have any label because I really work with people to say, please don't tell me anything. If you have a question you really want answered, if it's a medical question, go ahead and let me know. But I don't want I don't want to know any of the labels and it's hard for people. So no, there, there are, it's, it's harder to get information from a dog when the person is skeptical because I can tell that they're sort of testing me yeah. and I'm trying to just trust what the dog says and just say it. And the mm-hmm. dogs are sometimes reluctant to speak, but usually they're very diplomatic. I've never had a dog not say anything. Really? The, no, the challenge is more if the dog, like the beagle across the street that wants to go for, and I can already tell they have all these reasons why right. I, I don't even know these people, but people, <laughs> they, they have reasons why. And so that's the bigger challenge is when I tell someone, like I told someone the other day, she, she said, my dog's not getting off the bed. I said, your dog needs to go to the vet. And she goes, why? I go, it's, I just feel a lot of pain and I cannot diagnose I do, I'm not a medical doctor, right. but I can tell you, I feel this pain that your dog needs to go to the vet. Mm-hmm. And then she, her response was, I don't really want to go. It's going to be so much money and they're going to want to do all these tests. And I was, so I said, okay. So I, I said, let me try and be specific, really specific of what it is that I'm getting. So I said, I think that there's two issues. I said, there's a hip pain, but that's affected by the number one is this pain, like in the, in a nervous system or digestive. I think it's digestive. I told her exactly where I thought it was from what I was seeing and feeling from the dog. So she went and I kept saying, please go to the vet. Your dog is in pain. Mm. So she went to the vet and they did. And and I had said, I said, they're going to need to do a test. It's going to show up in one of the tests. So she wrote me back. She goes, they did a blood test and, and the, his blood is fine. And I'm like, and I, I thought, okay, well, just see what else comes back in the next test. Well, the next test was a, was a stool test that showed the problem. And it had some really bad overgrowth of something. And the dog's fine now. Mm. Have you found like when a dog is one of the older dogs, you know, maybe coming to the the near end of their Mm -hmm. life, what is like a a typical thing that, that they need in like that stage is, or is there such thing as typical? I don't even know now. (laughs) Well, so I'm a big believer. There's nothing typical. There can be something that are common trends. And so a dog, a dog is mostly, if it's a dog, that's like a much loved dog, family member kind of dog. Yeah. They don't want their family member suffering. They are um, really looking at, sometimes they are in pain and they want to be more comfortable and they appreciate the physical part of treatment. Right. Some dogs do not want to go to the vet. I had a dog that did not want to go to the vet. It wanted to be just surrounded. It, it showed me in this family was like, mm. knew what I was talking about. It, it did. So it got one more night at home and then they went to the vet in the morning and they were all grateful. And yeah. the dog ended up passing away before the vet even came into the room because Aww. it was totally, and, and I was on the phone talking her through it, but the dogs are concerned mostly about the people. If they're in pain, they don't want to be in the the physical part. They do want treatment for that in some way, but usually they're really looking after the the people and the family. Mm, That's so beautiful too. That's what I know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that, does that differ if the dog maybe say like maybe a a foster or, you know, is, is in a shelter of some sort? So foster dogs, 
and I have foster dogs. So yes, I, okay. So I, I've worked with the fosters and the rescues lots of times. So the foster dogs, in some ways, they don't see it any different. They, mm. if they're in a, if they're in a foster situation, they're just so appreciative. And I think that the dogs, like, I know I'm supposed to work with dogs. Many people in life feel like I know I'm supposed to do whatever it is that they do. I think a lot of dogs, more dogs than people are in tune with. I'm supposed to guard the house. I'm supposed to watch after the baby. You know, they have right. their jobs. And I think sometimes a foster dog is, is like, okay, such and such in my life didn't work out so well, but now I'm here and I'm here for a reason. I, I really sense a lot of them are feeling that part of their mission is teaching in different way that's hard for people to understand because we get like, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But in some ways, yes, they have had horrible experiences, but when they're in a loving foster home, they're also doing a lot of good in that family, teaching yeah. people, teaching kids. Kids learn so much from foster dogs. So mm -hmm. no, but I think they're in terms of the physical process of passing away. Yes, they don't want to be in pain. They're not like martyrs. I don't right. think any living being is a martyr through death and think, oh, this is no big deal. Bring on the pain. Right. They, they, they don't want to be in pain and they appreciate the care, but they're also looking out for people in mm -hmm. a way. I love that it, it just comes back to that because dogs are like the best. <laughs> like that's just like the feeling that you always get from them. It's just, they're the best. So to know that I think as a dog lover, that that is what, even at the end of their life, like they're just looking out for their humans too. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to me, I believe. They are. And, and I want to go back to the thing about the, the question about the rest the shelters. Oh yeah. I was in a shelter walking down the aisle, one of the many aisles of pack dogs, unfortunately, in that right. particular day. And the dogs got quiet. And I remember looking at them thinking, oh my gosh, they're hoping, they're trying to rescue us, some of them. Yeah. They're, you know, somebody, uh, you know, when the dog, oh, maybe you don't know, but anyone who's been to a shelter, who's seen a dog sitting there wiggling and, and so cute. I was like, that dog is trying to rescue the people that are walking by and the people are the ones missing out on this great love Aww. and the they're trying to rescue us and you know i don't know i can't say that globally and i'm sure there are people who would say differently but that was my experience was this insight that some of these dogs look at us and are like you are so missing out if you don't go home with me oh are we are we the first dog that I remember getting, actually, maybe it was our second. Well, we, I grew up and I had dogs. So I like, they mm -hmm. were just part of like my life from birth. Right. So, yeah. um, then we had gotten a dog that was abused and she was very sweet, but she, you know, passed away when she was older. And then we had gotten a dog from the shelter. And I remember that feeling. I mean, I was probably only 12 or 13 years old, but I just remember like walking in the shelter and like, I also just knew in like mm -hmm. my heart. Like it was like, you're seeing all the dogs and you just like connect eyes with that one. And you're just like, that's it. You're coming yeah. I, yeah. And you knew. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what I, I, that's what I love about this. If more people can understand and trust that knowing they're going to be able to access it more often. Mm. How do we connect with that? Like, so can, I think connecting with our intuition in general, some people have a really hard time with, what are some tips that you have to connect with dogs on a deeper level? 
So I center my body. It's the ground. I get my feet on the ground and I just sit still and I take a breath and I guess it's a certain kind of breath because I can do it pretty quickly. I get, I, I like clear out everything yeah. that I'm, that could, I could possibly thinking and get very present. And when I tell people who are like, well, I don't know if I could do it. It's like, have you ever had a moment where you just knew something about anything? And everybody says, yes. I said, so go back to that moment. Remember that. And try and access that. And so that's what it's like. I just sort of allow my body to go into that mode. Mm -hmm. And then I just keep focusing on, like I could go back to the beagle across the street, for instance, or I pick something and I focus on this, the dog. So say we were doing a dog that you have, I, I would look at it and I would think, okay. And then I would introduce myself. I said, I'm, I'm ready to connect. And the dog in pretty typically will connect right away. And then I just start receiving and I trust. And so that's where it's allowing them, if they're telling me and I'm writing down banana or I, I really like banana bread, banana bread is so good. And, and I'm like, okay, I just write it down. No judgment. You have to put the judgment aside. Yeah. And so I keep going and then I get sort of download everything that I'm receiving. And then I can go back and like, Oh, look, banana bread. I said three times. And then I can ask the dog, is there something about this? Tell me more. Or I don't even ask. I just look at it and feel it. Mm. And it will show me pictures. Like I'm getting this banana bread from some dog. So then I, I will smell it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm open, like the tide bringing in information. Oh gosh. Okay. So some woman made this banana bread. Oh, I see her hand. Oh, she makes it all the time. The dog loves the smells. I can start to see the dog and the feeling the moment. And it's like clouds passing and then you can see the sun. And when you look at a rainbow and you see a glimpse of the rainbow and because you're just sitting there, all of a sudden you let the clouds and you see the full rainbow. Mm. That's what it's like, allowing it to just come. And trusting that, wow, there might be more. Like when we look for a rainbow. Right. Yeah. Just like, you just have to have that trusting. But I love that you just ground yourself first. Like just allowing yourself to, to get into that space. Yes. And I just trust that it's going to come. Mm. And people who want to do it, like if they're making a big decision, like what should I do tomorrow? Or people will say, will you talk to my dog. I had a woman who had a lost dog the other day and I haven't worked with a lot of lost dogs, but I'm like, okay, someone called me and I'm like, well, you know, your dog wants to talk to you more than me, whether it's a lost dog or about anything. Mm -hmm. I said, have her talk to her dog and, and really trust. I want her, she wants this dog back. I want her to focus as much as possible on the love and this. And, and I walked them through and, and they got the dog back. It worked. Really? Yes. We're going to do a podcast episode. Yeah. I'm going to listen to that one. That is awesome. <laughs> it totally worked. But she, I, I coached this person on how to tune in with her dog. Right. And because she had such, you know, there was high stakes involved mm -hmm. and I said, I want her to, t I said, for whatever reason, I said, they have a strong bond. Her dog listens to her. She's taught this dog certain things. I want her to tell her the dog to be safe and, and what to do. And the dog did it. Wow. And it, it showed up at somebody's backyard. I said, it needs to have help me, help me. And 
she was the one who coached the dog. I didn't get any more sense from the dog. I kept talking to her friend who was, I said, tell her this, tell her this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So people can do it if they really want to, they can. You can do it. That was mm-hmm. a really interesting, I like those stories. Do you have a favorite story, one that just stands out in your mind? Well, that was a big one because it was so, that was like, it was a it, cool it, it moment. Just yeah. happened. It just happened. So that one, yeah, that one I really liked. Um, there, yeah, there's the one I try and mix them up on different podcasts. There was the story of the woman whose dog had died and she was so upset. And I, of course, I mean, obviously that's fine, but I said, this dog had so much love that I was oddly ha- not, not as upset because this dog was just showing me love. And I said to her, I said, your dog says that his life was like a masterpiece of art. Like, but the, the drawing was finished. His life was mm. finished. And I, I said, you know, like when an artist signs a name at the end of the picture and is happy with it. And some artists like start over. I said, but this picture is very finished. I see it framed. I see it hanging. And your dog said that that it was done. And the woman turns out was an art collector. Stop. Yes. (laughs) Whoa. So those kinds of things where the dogs are so specific to the person's personal life that I have no idea. I don't know people's lives. They come to me and I tune in with their dog and I, I tell them what the animals are saying. So she, she was like, at so much peace. And then she could go ask other questions that were unrelated to what she initially talked about, but she was able to get really like squeezing a sponge mm-hmm. and getting all the water out. She had all the water out about her questions. Yeah. And I like seeing that shift. Oh, I love that. All right, I, now I have to just ask you, when you were talking about banana and ba- banana bread, was that just uh-huh. coming to you in the moment or is that a real example? I've never talked about banana bread. Okay. That came so me let moment. me just, let's revert back to the dog I was talking about that we got from the shelter. Okay. If you ask me my favorite childhood smell growing up, it was my mom's banana muffins. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, and it was no. during that time period that we had that dog. Like that is like my favorite smell. And anytime I smell it, like I can instantly go back to that kitchen and like, and that same time period, you know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. it's very vivid for me. So like when you said that, I was like, okay, well that dog's not a lot around anymore, but that actually resonates on a very deep level. So, so would that dog sit by your mother on the right side and look up with its nose? Oh, it, it would always be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it, like, if you had food right there, like Jack was there, <laughs> there was Jack. It was Jack black and brown. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he's coming through for sure. Cause oh. I can see him. So do you want me to ask him what he wants you to know since he's here for some sure, reason? Sure, Let's do it. Okay. So hello, Jack. You came through. He, oh gosh. He's cute. He definitely wants to have a say. He says he's been trying to get your attention. And I, listen, I'm not someone who's dealt with past lives a lot. So I am a dog person and this just comes through. So I still get sort of like wide eyed about it. Like I can't yeah. believe I'm doing this. Hey, but I love okay. It all. <laughs> okay. So, so Jack is here in the kitchen. He loved your mother. I just see her hands. So I guess she was very crafty and okay. Jack, what is it that you, that you want? He, it's like he, he wants your mom. He wants you to know something about your mom, I guess. Oh, oh wow. That's what it, he, he wants you to know something about your mother. Okay, Jack, what is it that you want her to Lauren to know about her mom? About that she, 
she cared so much for you. Oh, that you're, okay, so your mother's, I guess, secrets are within the spices and, and, and like, it's like organizing beads. I don't know that she did beads, but it's like spices that the detail, whatever you're personally looking for, I don't know. You know, he says the secret, the, some of the secrets to your mom's gifts that she has passed down to you that you wondered are the secrets are in the detail. He, oh yeah. He's showing me that are in the details and it's, it has to do with the spices, but he's not saying everything. He's like leaving it alone at that. I guess you have enough information. It's secrets. And in the details, like the spices that she used in the amounts of spice. Oh yeah, she's talking too. It, like the measuring and the storing and which spices, all those details makes mm-hmm. a difference in life when we want something. So interesting. If uh, my mom and I have like the same way of organizing things. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I used to work with her. So she, I knew how she liked her systems. I knew, you know, like I know all of that about so my she's mom. She's a systems person. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I, okay. So I'm going to go back then. And I'm going to say, what is it new? Cause he says you're missing something in the detail mm. of the system. Oh, okay. So it's, she had them organized, but she had, the word is separate. Okay. She separated parts of her systems. Mm that they were, there was more spacing between whatever. That's what, that's now I'm done. That's what he wants you. Systems and spacing. Okay. Like you don't mix too many spices because you have to be able to smell them. Interesting. He was very in tune with the scent. That's what he liked working with your mother. And your mother was very in tune with scent. Yeah. You have to, you have, so when you're working with scents, you have to separate them. Like you don't put like, I learned this. This is a true thing. You don't have a very scented candle on your dinner table because it will take away from the smell of the food. Mm. So he's sort of saying like that for you to learn from something that you're missing, that you'll make you even better with whatever and you're separating in your systems is smells and things that can overpower each other need more space between them. Interesting. interesting. That is so interesting. And now I'm going to be more critical. I'm going to like you know, take that in and see where it applies in my life. And just- Okay. That's what he wants you to know. Beautiful. How cool is that? I've always, uh, Jack passed away when I now live in Florida and he was, he stayed at my dad's house. So he passed away and I was always just so sad. I wasn't there at the end of his life. You know, he's just such a good dog. Well, ha- a lot of dogs are fine with that. They, mm-hmm. they're, they are, they're, I mean, it's our, we want to be there, but Again, I, I get sort of matter of fact, like dogs, he, he's okay. He wants you to go live your life. Was yeah. he like a German chef or like he was black and brown? I get his image. Yeah. His so he was, he was black. He was actually like more of like a mutt. We think he was, um, like a, a black lab mix of something. Uh-huh. We just, we were just not sure what he was a mix of, but he was mostly black. And then he had like brown features to him, like around his yeah. eyes and on his, yeah, on his face. Yep. Yep. On his face mostly. Yep. Okay. That's well. so funny. Oh, I love it. I love it. Liz, this is like one of the coolest calls. Like well, good. Jack coming through. I mean, he, hey. It's funny. <laughs> yes. He yeah. did. Totally. I'm, I'm kind of glad we went back to that banana bread because it was kind of just sitting with me. I was like, um, maybe I just need to ask again, listening to my intuition, right? Like well, that's going the back thing. to it. Yes. And for anyone who listening, who is like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. It's honoring the very specific things. Like mm-hmm. I have never talked about banana bread. So yes. And that's why I kept bringing it. It kept coming up. So I'm like, okay, banana bread. And then I saw the woman's hands and I saw the dog. Yeah. So yes, when you honor the specific words that come, 
rather than like, well, that doesn't make sense. You just keep going with it. Mm, yeah. Just keep flowing with it and see yes. where, see where it goes and just yes. trust it. I feel like trust is like, is the key word there too. Just Definitely. Cause I saw the bread. And then when I settled in with it, that's when I saw that dog and the, and then the hands came into shape. So interesting. And my mom is a crafter. That's what she would always do. Like she's, mm -hmm. a, she is a crafter. So that just all aligns for me. So anyone who may be out there, who's a skeptic, well, Hey, you just got, <laughs> you just got uh -huh. firsthand insight right here on the show. Liz, I know you have a book coming out soon. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'm working on a book for people who, so you want to talk to your dog and help them do it, it um, step by step hmm. and it walks them through it and they can journal about it. And I wanted to make it really easy, but also help them with some support. So it goes through what I talked about tuning in to yourself, tuning into your dog, how to download the information and keep it organized and then how to reflect upon it. And because Often in my sessions, I will tell someone, like, I told you things like I saw about the spice is organized, but maybe it's also beads or something. Yeah. When people write what they get down, they might think, well, that doesn't make sense. Or especially someone who is like, well, no, I, I don't. I don't, I don't have a dog now, or I don't, I don't know a beagle. Okay. And then you're like, Oh wait, there's a beagle across the street. When you can go back and read it, you're, it's like, Oh, now I understand when I wrote Brown toy, it used to be Brown, but now it's black. Cause it's so dirty or whatever Right, right. that you can see. So I'm trying, I'm building that in so that people can track their accuracy. And so it's with an editor right now. And I'm excited about it. I'm oh hoping it's that sounds so cool. And as someone who just journals their experiences, it is really awesome to flip back to that too. Cause I also think sometimes you have that like, Oh, Liz told me about that. Let me flip back and see exactly what it says. Cause you're not remembering verbatim, you know, you don't. And when you see your exact notes, I mean, that's why I started doing my own podcast talking mm. with the dogs because for my writing people tell, like you asked about a dog story, people ask me all the time. And I'm like, I have to rewrite them right. from memory. So I'm like, wait, if I do a podcast, if I start recording these, then I have them because my notes are sometimes scattered. Right. You know, it might be banana bread, hands, but it doesn't have what you said. So I record. So I started doing the podcast for that and then it turned into something more. But yeah, having as much written down or recorded, you go back and you're like, oh, look at that. So mm -hmm. I, I, my mission is to make this mainstream for sure and to help people tune into definitely themselves. And if they end up becoming a medical intuitive rather than talking to their dog, great. Yeah, but at cool. least people are more aligned with themselves because when we do like great things happen in our lives. I love talking with dogs and I've gotten comfortable. Like if someone thinks it's weird or woo woo, okay, that's fine. All right, but move on. I, I'm happy doing it. I love doing it. Yeah. I love it. Just like take what resonates and leave the rest type of thing. Like doesn't always have to align to us, but I love what you said because just connecting with ourselves is so powerful and not all of us do it a lot. No. And it's something that we all just need to do, take time to do it. And it's, and it's also just part of knowing yourself as well, listening to your intuition. There's a lot of power in that. There is. And the thing is, that's funny too, is like people, and I'm a parent and I I've taught, you know, technology and all, and, and I've done teacher trainings on teaching kids about being safe on technology, which I do believe. But mm -hmm. the funny thing is that when we tune into ourselves, we can get messages anyway. And I have gotten 
messages on Instagram, Instagram ads, it will, oh, an Instagram ad will pop up, a sponsored ad, and I'll look, oh, wait a minute, that looks really good. I think I need to pay attention to that. And then I'll go, I'll click on it and I'll find like the biggest gift in my life. It's like, oh, I actually need help with my videos. This is a great program for me. Yeah. And, and I get answers and that we get them in weirdest ways, even in technology, even in, you know, on a television ad or out in the grocery store. So I'm, I'm all for that. But I think that the trick is because I'm, I've, tuned in and I've allowed my filter to be activated to teach me what I should pay attention to, I can get things in lots of different places. And I'm grateful for that. And that's so cool because then you're just not using it for your job. You're using it all throughout life in so many different ways. And and you can, and that's a lot of how I live. Mm, I love it. I know all the dog lovers and owners today got so much valuable insight. And I even think for those who maybe don't have a dog or this is very new to them, they definitely gain something as well. Where can our audience go to connect with you further? So my website is talkingwiththedogs.com and there's a lot of information there and Instagram talking with the dogs and I have a new YouTube channel. Oh, well, my podcast, it's all talking with the dogs everywhere, (laughs) everywhere talking with the dogs. Yes. And then I started YouTube with the videos. So you can see me talking with people, dogs, kids. I love the kids. Oh, I love it so much. Or Liz, Liz Murdoch on YouTube. Perfect. I'll be sure to link it all in this week's episode notes. And then as soon as your book comes out, we'll share that as well. Thank you. I I appreciate it. it. I appreciate it. I have just loved getting to know you and I feel like you're just doing such important work. Thank you so much for sharing your light with me today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me and have fun figuring out your messages for me. Yes, I know, right? I can't, I can't wait to call my mom now. <laughs> I'm like, about to call her up immediately. Okay, well, good. We'll enjoy your chat with her. Oh, thanks, Liz. You're welcome. You all know, as soon as we hung up, I called my mama and I had to tell her all about this conversation. I'm still trying to decode the message, but I've been receiving messages in various forms for years And while this is my first from a dog, I definitely wrote it down and I'll see what transpires and I'll keep you posted. I've linked Liz's website, podcasts, and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget to join me on Friday for a new episode of Heal Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.